Welcome to Left of the Throne, a Game of Thrones review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? What up? I am, uh, I've been released from the Embassy Suites for my uh, uh, Twitmo exile. I, I'm back. Um, it's been... Uh, by released, you mean you you're, you're, you have a new account and you weren't released? Really- uh maybe i don't think you're allowed to have another twitter account so maybe maybe i do maybe i don't uh you're a totally different person that was a total um yeah today was kind of a crazy day because i i I was kind of sick i went left home or i left work early today i did go in originally and then i get out of work i'm like oh what's uh why is paris trending and i click and look and of course the notre Dame cathedral is uh fucking a giant fireball burning down you know one of the the Probably the most famous cathedral in the world. One of them. Uh, completely, entire roof is gone. The steeple collapsing, um, mm-hmm. and just like everyone thought, like, oh no, that's it. That's just this this landmark, one of the most famous landmarks in the world, gone forever. And uh, it, it ended up not being as bad as they thought. It was really just the roof that burned. Most of the inside is still intact. Um, you know, there was concern that the the walls might crumble from the heat. You know, crack and or the the ceiling collapsing could damage the walls, but uh, you know it's been around for about a thousand years, and I think it the the image of all those flames was really what, what shocked people. And once they got it put out, most of the cathedral is fine still, and they're going to rebuild and everything. But you know, when you see a giant medieval cathedral on fire, it's hard not to think of Game of Thrones. Like it just looks fucking metal as fuck. You know, it's just yeah. like you don't get to see that every day. And then you think about, you know, medieval times and the idea of the entire city of Rome burning all at once and what that must have looked like, you know, thousands and thousands of huge buildings on fire uh, like that. So just a little glimpse of how, you know, kind of kind of the mythical world of Game of Thrones would look if it was real. And you were really there and seeing the giant castle yeah. on fire. But and hey- uh, and to that point, that might be something we see by the end of the season. I know. Might see I the, started uh, to think the, the Red Keep on fire in the same in I the mean, same manner. Winterfell is made out of wood. <laughs> I don't know how well it would fare. Uh, oh no, Winterfell could be fucked. I'm talking about King's Landing. Oh sure. like King's Landing sure. resembles that kind of to an extent. It does. You know? Yeah, the Red Keep definitely has more of a cathedral look to it than most oh. of the castles. And speaking of which, you know, I, we'll just get right into the episode. Obviously. Uh, if you uh, listen to our last week's episode, we we kind of previewed uh, the this upcoming season. We talked about big moments from last uh, the last seven seasons. Really, uh, we uh, obviously you most of you probably know us from our main show, Move Left Idiots, where we talk about uh, politics. It's our weekly politics show. Uh, but I'm sure you know Game of Thrones is the most popular show in the world, so I'm sure we're going to attract a lot of uh, new listeners and non uh, Move Left Idiots fans. So uh, if you're one of them, welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones from a uh, socialist perspective. Uh, well, you know, more in- informed by our socialist perspectives. <laughs> it's not like we're not like strictly combing through every episode being like, where's the social? Like, that's not, you know, sure. it's just we're, we're reviewing Game of Thrones and we have our perspectives. So, you know. I, I think that's something that we bring unique uh, that not a lot of Game of Thrones review casts bring. But yeah, so, so if you like Bernie get... and you like uh, Game of Thrones and you'll like us. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, you know, just right off the bat, this uh, episode started with uh, a new opening sequence, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and it's interesting because 
you know, they really got into detail in the opening, uh, like animation that you've never seen before in the animation because there's so few places left in, in, in the game of Thrones universe where there are like people or where there are main characters, at least like, you know, it used, it used to be like seven or eight fucking different, uh, kingdoms in the, or different locations in the opening crawl. But now it's like three, I think three or four. So they had to really, they, they kind of like went through each one. I liked how like the Winterfell one, they kind of went down into the crypts of Winterfell and then mm-hmm. came up and, you know, near the, like it was really it was cool. Definitely more claustrophobic. Yeah. And I also noticed, I, I mentioned this before, I think how the, the whole globe in the sequence, you know, the map is, is it's rather than being like round, like a globe, it's actually concave. Like you're on the inside of a globe. Um, and you yeah. really notice that more in this version of the, uh, <clears throat> the opening sequence too. So you, you always kind of like, we wonder, is, is this really another planet? You know, like, because yep. we, or is this Middle Earth? Or all, all the maps only go so far and then they just disappear. And when they ask, well, what's west of West Westeros? And they go, nobody knows. It's like, are they, <laughs> is it, is it a flat earth? <laughs> like, what's out there? What's, what is the rest of this world? All right. Yeah. No, that's what, that's what I said last week. It's flat earth, bro. Like, wake up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, like the flat earth on the back of a turtle that's, that's swimming through the cosmos of space. It's that one. <laughs> yeah um yeah no yeah yeah fun fact uh the game of thrones and it are actually in the same universe in a little known fact but um have you ever read the book it by the way i feel like stephen I, king book? I i might have when i was a teenager i don't a remember i've read a lot of stephen king books and some i remember and some i don't uh there's a lot more like multiverse stuff with like the turtle that like, you know, like the whole world rests upon his back and like the, really? the whole like turtles. All the, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, the opening sequence was really good. Uh, a lot of like detail shots that you didn't uh, see before of uh, Winterfell and of King's Landing. Uh, this episode felt very returned to basics in a good way. Like it felt like a really if Number one, it felt like a throwback, but also there were a lot of echoes of the pilot in this episode. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you caught that, but there's a oh, ton. It was very symbolically. Much, exactly. I mean, the very first scene is this kid running and trying to get a better look at what's going on. And he climbs a tree. I mean, that's that's like, you know, you feel like you're watching a, a little um, Brandon Stark again. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um you know, there's that. There was a couple other things that we'll get into later in the episode. Obviously, the sim the symbology of the 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 uh, circles, the crop circles, the, the <laughs> human corpse circles, <laughs> whatever whatever you want to call them, corpsicles. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> the most actually that was probably the most metal thing uh, that that we saw today was a bunch of fucking severed arms and shit being lit on fire. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> little fucking kids screaming, going crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was one of those where, where I was like, oh, Torian, don't stand too close because you know he's not really fucking dead. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. No, honestly, that didn't... Well, all right, let's 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 save that. We'll get to it. I want to go in a rough, loose order. Um, so, you know, the great thing about this episode, it was really a table-setting episode. Obviously, we have uh, the Battle of Winterfell to come in episode three, and that's going to be an insane fucking bloodbath action fest, you know, nonstop for an hour and a half. Maybe, maybe it'll so just be re- like some really heavy tension where they're looking out across the distance for an hour and a half. And then it just cuts like and it's like, his arms up, it just, you know, they rush head. in and it cuts to like the next day and you see like the, the remains of 
like everything that happened. Like remember, remember the, the earliest battles that that happened. They don't actually show it. They just show uh, mm-hmm. Tyrion get knocked out, and then like the battle's <laughs> over. Like they did that yeah. with the Battle of Winterfell, and they're like, "Ha, <laughs> fuckers, <laughs> we've stopped giving the fans what they wanted." <laughs> You've had two. To be fair, they, they would have. <laughs> Well, they would have shown more on that, but that was like, okay, we've literally used all of our budget just just to do this fucking wildfire scene in the in, the, in season two, and they were like, fuck, we gotta we got we gotta yada yada some of this battle to get to the end. There you go. What's a what's a um, way we can uh, get rid of this battle? Oh, we get the main character get knocked out and wakes <laughs> up later. <laughs> but um, yeah, but so you know, this episode was a lot of table setting. Uh, next episode is going to be a lot of. Uh, arguing <laughs> probably based on everything set up in this and then we're going to get an amazing battle so uh there was a lot of uh, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the reunions this episode like I, the great thing about watching this show for going on a decade now is you become so emotionally invested in these characters uh you know like someone like like john like john and aria uh, aria reuniting was just like incredibly moving it was really weird like i i didn't expect i was like oh yeah yeah they'll see each other but it was like such a it was such a humanizing moment for a group of uh, two characters who have been so dour for so many seasons it was like oh yeah well especially with with um you know bran it's like you're like oh it's gonna be so heartwarming and then it's like over an instant (laughs) oh that's right he's fucking dr manhattan now so having sex with your aunt, you, John. You know, and, and also just the reunion between Arya and uh, Sansa was less than great, too. And then, of course, it played into this whole, like, you know, are they really at each other's throats or is that yeah. all a deception? <laughs> and, of course, it was a deception. Um, but, yeah, and it's just it's kind of like they, they have a little bit more of a meaningful conversation about the nature of the family dynamic. And it's not just like a quick hug and then it's over and then let's get back to the dialogue. Like it, it ends with more hugging and you're kind of like, all right, here we go. Like, here's the, <laughs> here's what I really want to see. Um, and there's a really important line in there uh, that, that uh, Aria says that I felt like it was sort of directed at the audience more than it was directed at Jon Snow. And it's, um, you know, when, John kind of says something like kind of a kind of a diss on Sansa and says, oh, you're defending Sansa now. And Arya says, Sansa is the smartest person I've ever met. And you're kind of it's kind because like some people have been haters on her. And it's that phenomenon where, you know, if there's a, a strong female protagonist, but she, you know, disagrees slightly with the male protagonist. Oh, she's a bitch is, is you know, same, they said the same thing about uh, Skylar White and Breaking Bad. They just all yeah. kinds of characters where just they Ooh, she doesn't want her husband to be a fucking meth kingpin. What a bitch. Like, right. And it's like they're <laughs> she's completely correct in everything she does, you know, and, and we see that in the episode where Sansa's like, OK, it's great. You brought the, the world's greatest army. But how are we going to feed the world's greatest army? <laughs> you know, it's winter, <laughs> and now you've got 50,000 people here. We got to feed. Um, so yeah, and just the fact that she, and she figured out the Cersei thing. Well, she figured out that, you know, a lot of things she had to figure out how to, you know, the, the greatest con man in the entire show was Littlefinger and she had to figure out how yeah. to trick him without him catching on and, and basically inform all of the veil people that were behind him and supported him without him finding out, you know, that must've taken so much fucking cunning. And of course she had hope with, you know, the actual evidence from, you know, from Bran and knowing things she couldn't possibly known. Dr. Branhatton. Yeah. Dr. Branhatton. Um, but to, to pull all that off, you know, she knew Littlefinger yeah. the best, you know, Arya wanted to probably just want to kill him, 
But if she did that, all the veil would turn against them, right? So she had to figure out a way to do it that was like a total clue mystery type way of doing it. And, and I, I just, I wish there would have been like a, like a scene, you know, you could never show the scene on the show, but like where they actually discussed how they were going to like pretend that they were about to accuse Arya. Yeah. And then like, isn't that right? Lord Baelish. <laughs> and they all like laughed about it. Like, no, 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 don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh. This is going to be fucking awesome. When we actually do this to him, it's going to be so fucking sweet to see the look on his face. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I, it's amazing. Yeah. So just, just, just yeah. the fact that yeah, yeah. so many people don't recognize that just because she doesn't wield a sword that she's not also equally as badass is kind of disappointing to me. So that line, um, when Arya says that where she's like, how can you not agree that she's the smartest person? She's the smartest person I've ever met. And you must be, an, you know, like you, you really do know nothing, Jon Snow, if you can't see that. <laughs> Well, she really is a lot like her mother, who was always the way smarter one in that relationship. Ned was always like, you know, John is, is a lot like Ned, where where you know they're they're incredibly honorable and brave, but dumb, really kind of fucking dumb. Yeah, I mean, you know, they really truly do know nothing. But Sansa, it's amazing. She she has a lot of there are a lot of echoes of Catelyn Stark in her, but there's also a lot of little Littlefinger in her. Like you can tell that obviously she wanted him dead at the end and hated him, but she did learn a lot from him and she I, I think what you're saying is right she really has kind of become the smartest character on the show not the most manipulative you know that she doesn't have that aspect of Littlefinger's personality but she instinctively <clears throat> understands things I think you yeah. know like the fact that that Tyrion was somehow uh tricked into believing that Cersei was going to help them and send to send the Lannister troops up to fight with them and Sansa immediately was like, "What are you fucking stupid? Like, of course she's not. Yeah. Is she telling you that to like?" What? She straight up says, "Like, I, I used to think you were the cleverest man," and he's just like, "Oh fuck, what did I do wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and you really see how um, his time with with uh, Daenerys has kind of made him a little little soft in the in the brain. It has, yeah. So yeah, um, I, I just, yeah, absolutely. I think that she really conned the fuck out of Littlefinger, you know, in, in a way where he thought he had the upper hand and I don't think enough people, because we didn't get to see all those like behind the scenes meetings where they were trying to plan out how to fucking trick him. We don't appreciate what she really did because it was done off yeah. camera. Um, so yeah, I just, to, to kind of wrap that up, uh, definitely agree because you know look at every time that John's had a, a, a made a terrible decision, but it was the right decision. And who saves his ass? A woman, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how everything with Daenerys shakes out because I was really hoping that Tyrion would figure out a way to ingratiate Daenerys with the northerners and it seemed like that was kind of what the episode was initially hinting towards uh you know with that kind of lingering shot on him after uh he's ha i believe he's having a conversation with sansa i can't i can't remember who but like who basically is like you know you have to or no Varys was saying about how you have to earn their trust and mm -hmm. it made it seem like he was going to figure it out but uh you know i'm a lot less confident after that conversation he has with sansa well i mean i, I think it might be look look what it look how long it took for uh, Daenerys to trust Jon Snow 
You know, they don't yeah. they don't resolve anything in one episode. It's always like a two or three episode beat where people And she's really fucking stubborn too as a character. Like that's that's oh, also yeah. True. What do dragons eat? Whatever they want. Okay, all right. Like, Let's <laughs> it fucking back, bro. Like you come on. We know you're the queen. You don't need to be a dick. Like right. these, you're trying to ingratiate well, yourself to She showed people. up being I, pretty nice and Sansa was pretty much just like bitch, you ain't nothing. No, but yeah, but I but like she's got to read the room a little bit. Like I get it. Sure. You're the queen. You expect to be respected, but you also can't fucking play politics when you're trying to get this whole coalition together to fight the army of the dead that are like on their way, like ten minutes away. Well, right, but in her mind, she's thinking, "Well, I don't need to do this. This isn't even, isn't even the war that I wanted to be in." But I'm coming here to save the North. She says it. I'm yeah. not. Gonna, I'm not going to take over the North. I'm here to save the North. So from her point of view, it's like, "Wow, you people are really fucking." Like, where's your thanks that I brought all my armies this far north to, to a, a part of the world that they don't want to be in, where everyone hates them from the moment they get here, and it's fucking cold. <laughs> so, you know, I see <laughs> well, it from he, every person's point of view and every person's no, point I, of view. I, I do too. It, it, it's true, and it's a, a fascinating dichotomy that the show set up, and I think, hope... You know that the it, it seems like there's not enough time for them to all kind of ingratiate themselves to each other. I think the only thing that'll bring them together is actually seeing the doing dead. battle together. Yeah, because seeing the dead and doing still, battle together. On yeah, the exactly. Most of these people still have not seen the dead. You know, to them, it's still hearsay, and they're still just like, "Come on, really? How many? <laughs> how bad could it be?" Even the ones that like believe it, quote unquote, are still like going to be when they see them. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh fuck!" Like, Even the you ones know, like, that oh, know the wall they're... is there to stop the White Walkers are still just kind of like, "Eh, I got you don't have enough uh, ox carts for my house. I'm just gonna have to pass on this one." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, basically, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting. So I'm really curious to see how that shakes out. I think uh, a lot of a lot of that bonding is going to be done through uh, massive slaughter of, of all of their troops during the uh, Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see how that shakes out, because we talked a lot in the preview episode about, like, you know, conventional wisdom uh, as of a couple of years ago, at least was like, OK, so, you know the uh the the living are going to come together to fight the army of the dead and then they're going to fight for the iron throne that'll be the final battle will be some big epic you know battle for king's landing but you know a lot of evidence that we we talked about last week is leading towards maybe they're not going to win the battle of winterfell <laughs> maybe they're going to you know, a, a lot of our main characters are going to get out you know barely uh alive or you know just barely making it and it's going to be uh, one final stand at King's Landing again with the living versus the dead. Because, you know, I, it, it, I don't know. I, th so the other interesting thing I want to talk about that kind of relates to this is the Night King and the motivations of the White Walkers. Because we see again in this episode them leaving uh, this kind of like arts and crafts project of, of you know, severed arms and uh a zombie child you know kind of crucified yeah. in between them hellraiser after school uh, program yeah <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> um and, you, but, which by the way it scared the shit out of me because i it didn't even occur to me that like oh yeah the kid will be away i was like oh fuck they killed that kid that's messed up like i i keep i it because we haven't seen a dead body come back reanimated since probably since like hard home or, or like right yeah 
it's just not something that was fresh in my mind basically it's been you know it's been years wouldn't since all the we've arms seen that be again. all like animated and twitching when they were on fire too like that's what <laughs> oh, they, they so really should have fucking done that too they honestly um but then they would have fell out of the pattern and then as our project well they were nailed been. up there they can't flail that hard you know <laughs> um but so you know, it's interesting you know this is certainly not the behavior of like a mindless drone who's only intent on killing like that oh no, this is michael you, myers you have... he put style into it <laughs> well i know but it's it's also a matter of like what is he trying to say because i like do you like obviously the night king's not going to probably not going to talk um what is the like I, I can't imagine on a show that's so great at like painting characters with complex motivations and there's no character on this show for the most part except for maybe ramsey although even he has a reason to be the way he is there are almost no characters that you could say are pure evil or pure good like almost every character has really complicated shades of gray you know obviously sure Jamie well we, we've seen them like, make this spiral you know this this horse head well, corpse spiral thing before exactly. but we've also seen the spiral in a lot of different cultures in this in this world the the cave drawings that the the children of the forest did of the forest at uh, created the white walkers right they did that too you notice the um you know when the when the white king was created there's that overhead shot and you see the you know those little, like the the red trees that are scattered across the kingdom and there's a spiral of of stones around the tree if you look down from above it and that's where they first create the night king so i don't know if it has to like have some deeper meaning it means something but i'm fine with it not having you know need an explanation everyone's like oh it's actually the 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 arms and the kid on fire looks just like the um you know the the targaryen seal it's like well maybe but maybe maybe not that occurred to me a little bit too when i saw that though It, it was shaped kind of deliberately but even if it's not i mean well, think, I do wonder if there's going to be some deeper. Uh, I mean, I think motivation. Be, for the Night King. But there's always people that are like, "Oh, this just proves that uh, the Night King is actually uh, Danny's father, the, the Mad King." And it's like, "What? No, that's not they. No, they literally no. fucking showed you who the Night King was. He was created specifically to be this leader of the army of the dead to kill the men that were killing the forest." Like they've already yeah, told us exactly Brand what it is. So I don't know where all these things are. The was Bran as a grown up. Yeah, it looks nothing like it. Fucking had curly blonde hair. Does Bran have curly blonde hair? No. I mean, at the, at the, at the least, fucking uh, Tyrion gets a little close to that. But, you know, it's just, it's um, people so want to like figure it out because we have this whole culture of YouTube, uh, you know, fan theories that people just want to. Well, but. Just to push back on that, though, the show has rewarded that to a large degree. I mean, the whole, you know, R plus L equals J thing, the whole thing of John's lineage, it was a fan theory for fucking years before even. uh, I mean, you could say it was hinted at in the books, but it was really like below the surface if you like if you didn't, you know, sit with it for a long time. So there's a lot of fan theorizing on this show that's paid off uh, before. So it's not unreasonable for the fans to be like peeking under every it, it, it unfortunately it's a lot like lost like did you watch lost when it was on no because i could see for it for what it was early on and i could tell it was just it was a a, a wash basically 
Yeah, but uh, but so but you know what I mean? Like it just it's a show that trains you to think that there's a conspiracy and or something hidden in every scene in every corner. So you expect there to be something at the end of every story arc or at the end of every characters. You know, uh, it, I I wouldn't be shocked. Basically, put it that way, if the show gave us something of a deeper motivate even if it's not like hey the night king's actually good or the night king is actually a stark from a thousand years ago or that whatever it is you know what i mean uh it i I wouldn't be shocked if they gave us some deeper motivation for what the night king wants like what what he's trying to do beyond just killing every living thing on the planet because like what like He's just not, it just would make no sense that he's this mindless, you know, killing machine, yet he clearly, like, strategizes and, you know, thinks and has... Sure. Terminator uh, strategizes. That's all, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, like, if that's what he's been I, programmed but yeah, but Terminator had a mission. Then, yeah, he's exactly. got a mission. Yeah, but, like, who, who programmed them, though? I mean... You know, the the I, children I, of the forest made Skynet, clearly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, we we assume all the children of the forest are dead, but maybe they're well, they'll find some in in the weirwood tree or something could shed some light. But anyway, um, I just thought that, and of course, that was another callback to the premiere uh, to the pilot episode. The spiral, you know, pattern was another very obvious callback, and the episode uh, has a bunch of them. So uh, John uh, and Daenerys have this. Uh, great little scene uh where 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 you know they, they come up on the dragons and then you know daenerys hops on the back of one and then tells john hey why don't you try hopping on the back of the of uh of drogon and or on Rhaegon, rhaegar rhaegar yeah, yeah rhaegar hers yep. is drogon uh and it, it's crazy because you know in the books and i guess on the show i i assume on the show you're only Targaryen are able to actually ride dragons. So I wonder if Daenerys just doesn't know that because she's very like nonchalant about like, Hey, why don't you just hop on the back of this fucking dragon that I've never seen anyone else. That's not really true because the whole, the whole crew of seven dudes that get rescued from the ice lake had to ride on the dragon. So clearly it's like, well, no, but like, like, you know, he, command a dragon. Right. Like you, you, know. you got to drive a dragon. Well, you know, I, I think that the, <laughs> dra- the dragons are fickle, but clearly they're okay with you know being a you know <laughs> aerial public transit for for our heroes. So, uh, yeah, I like that sequence because it's he's kind of like just you know back to being a dumb kid again. He's I'm like, dude, you already flew on the fucking thing. You just you know you're not in control of it anyway. It's going to take you where it wants. Um, and then the fact that like Rhaegon like clearly is is tilting and listing uh you know and then diving unnecessarily just to give him a run for his money like let's see how fucking good you know let's see if you're good enough for mom (laughs) sort of a thing uh but that i mean that sequence just the 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 feeling of falling like you're really fucking flying they did such a great job with the sound design in that scene where just you get such a sense of how big those animals are and the wind and the air around them just from the sound design in that scene um, that these are just like, they're the size of fucking B 52 planes. Now these are fucking jetliners yeah. <laughs> and, and, and holding on to that when you got a giant Cape on that's catching the air, you know, how the fuck you hold on in the first place. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty comical, but 
it, it's interesting because I mean, the dragons clearly instinctively know he's Targaryen or has Targaryen blood. I would think because they let him, you know, touch their nose and, and whatnot. Like, sure. I, they, they, they certainly seem like they can sense it. I mean, in the same way, it seems like they sense when Daenerys is in danger and come, you know, like when they came and rescued yeah. her from the uh, fighting pits and Marine, there's, there's something instinctual. There's an instinctual connection between the two of them. So it is interesting that, uh, Rhaegar, uh, tried to, uh, like, uh, rattle, yeah, rattle the can a little bit. Yeah. Rattle, exactly. rattle them a little bit. But I mean, the, the scene where they're at the waterfall and they're kissing in front of the dragons for the first time. <laughs> oh, he looks at him like, so fu- I mean, it's, it's done for humor, but like, he literally is just like, are they going to be fucking pissed? And then that look on the fucking, <laughs> and then it's like, it's, it's a lizard. So it doesn't have any look, but that look. You know, it doesn't have facial reactions, but it's clearly like it's got its back up, its head down, and he's looking straight at him. Like that's you don't have to, you know, like a wolf doesn't really have facial reactions the way a dog does. That's one of the things that domesticated dogs have learned how to do is mimic our facial, you know, eyebrows and everything. Uh, you look at a lab's yeah. face versus a wolf. Wolf is just like fucking no reaction, like you know, and that's kind of a scary thing when you see an animal that's looking right at you and bearing its teeth. can kill you with it with a with just a thought <laughs> and it's like <laughs> oh, i'm fucking kissing on the mom um and then of course you've probably seen all the memes today just you know it's like dude that's your aunt like the dragon knows it to be fair though they're probably not super concerned because the targaryens have been you know notoriously incestuous throughout their history at, at almost everyone on this show like all the families oh, on yeah, the show yeah. well, they only have two so. first names so it's it's either you know aegon or Rhaegon. <laughs> that's the only names they got god damn um but yeah so i, I really enjoyed that scene it, you know it was very uh there was, there was one shot I didn't like, like CGI-wise, but other than that, I thought it looked really good, too. Like, there was one shot where they were kind of coming up over Winterfell that looked really, like, phony, but other than that, I thought they did a really good job of animating I thought that the shot was great. Sequence. The shot where they come up over Winterfell and you actually, like, get to see what Winterfell really looks like, they've never really shown it. They show them in Winterfell, but you can never get a sense of, like, the scale of it. They definitely have... have spent more time on that set piece um where you know there's no the, i know those, but those huge you know short stout oh, round yeah. you know towers in winterfell you, things you see in the intro exactly yeah. but they've never shown them in the show like the, the the sense of what winterfell looks like you don't get a sense of, of it the same way you do with most of the other castles really so i i lot i thought that show was great the one shot i didn't like though i just didn't think it looked good i i liked that they showed it i just didn't i thought it looked you could tell it was very much uh huh. yeah like, I, like I didn't feel that from that on show. Top the of one that, other shot where, where they walk know, up really. to the dragons and all the bones are on the ground that one didn't look mm. right to me like the shadows didn't look right and it looked very two-dimensional for some reason so um yeah i guess you know it's, it's a really fucking hard thing i mean we i again i think we're almost slightly spoiled by how good the animation in the last couple of years mm-hmm. in the show has been because uh, no show in television history has the fucking budget to animate these really complex cgi creatures the way the show does i mean like you, you look at any other show even a show like you know or like lost for example had a major network budget it was on abc and this was only you know in bed like up till 2010 and some of the cgi on that show is just looks like fucking like 
like the sci-fi oh, it's terrible like well, it, it's crazy you know and and uh george r r martin uh was talking about the budget on the show he's like yeah people forget that we have a, a really good budget for a tv show but it's still a tv show budget you know we don't yeah, we don't I get the money uh the money we get is a lot but it's spread out over a lot of fucking episodes you know we've got to do this on on really um you know we've got a fraction of the budget that you would have for a normal two-hour runtime three-hour runtime film like avengers They've got you know, 50 <clears throat> times the money we have. <laughs> We've got to, you know, make it look yeah. just, they expect us to make it look just as good. Uh, so, you know, props to them that they can deliver that. Which is, and it's incredible. I mean, and sometimes they make it look even better than shit like, you know, the Avengers and things like that, where, where which I love, but you can, t- it's a lot of, those movies tend to become, you know, your eyes almost glaze over because you're just looking at, you know, yeah, computers battling well, computers for a lot of it. What's this, this show really makes it feel lived uh, in, you know? This fucking Superman guy. What's his... Um, Cavill? Yeah, Cavill. he was talking about this, how it was like, superhero movies easy because you're flying around and you can't really do that. So they just put you on wires and fly around. You're not actually doing anything. And he's talking about... He was talking about... Um, Mission Impossible, whatever the Fallout, whatever the one is. Yeah, he was like, that's the hardest fucking job I've ever had was that bathroom fight scene in that movie because I had to like literally do everything that you're seeing me do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's a show like this too with Game of Thrones where you've got so much of this CGI is incorporated with the actors actually doing stuff. The fight scenes in Battle of Bastard where there's so much going on, you're like, how did they do any of this, let alone hold this shot for <laughs> a minute and a half where it's just yeah. going on and going on. And you can tell occasionally, like when someone hit swings a sword, and knocks me off a horse that like, they didn't really make contact with them. Like it was a cable that pulled them off. And you know, here and there, you're going to have a little bit of that, but they do such a great job incorporating those, you know, all the live action and the CGI than, than probably any other show. Yeah. And the Battle of the Bastards in particular is just an incredibly shot episode. So I'm really excited that the guy who directed that is directing the Battle yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, we all know it's the same guy. He's going to fucking direct it and talk to him. Um, so yeah, I was trying to think of some yeah, of the other things that, that I really uh, enjoyed about this episode. And then I just lost my train of thought. Fuck. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you should bring us back to the structure then. Yeah, so, um, you know, the the uh I, I mean we're kind of off the outline but basically yeah there there was that scene which was uh really interesting uh we get to the scene where uh Daenerys uh goes to talk to Sam and uh it, like I, 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 I it's kind of crazy that nobody was like hey by the way that's like fucking randall tarley's kid you know you have the guy you fucking filleted uh last week yeah like that's his kid so maybe don't maybe don't go and talk to him or maybe kind of break that news gently or have jorah do well, it i or forget something. who it was but there was somebody who like actually said i didn't have the heart to tell him and i forget what character it was but like somebody's job it was to tell him and didn't do it in this episode no it previous episode there was some there oh was a, yeah, yeah, was, yeah i forget which character it was no it was it was in it was at the citadel it was his uh master guy yep, that's right Maester. that's right but, yeah because he didn't know anything about it yeah talk about awkward and then of course it's like well at least my brother is still alive it <laughs> <laughs> oh. was seriously reminded me of that scene in uh robin hood men in tights where he's like asking about all his pets that died and he's like my cat <laughs> and he's like yeah. choked on the goldfish you know like that fuck it was, um, it was that was pretty brutal. Um, well, it, that, that was 
one of the most awkward scenes in the show. I was just and like, you, oh my god, really how is Sam gonna get out of this? the her sense of oh. like, you know, she feels bad, but is not going to apologize because she's the fucking queen. Yeah, I was like, come on, just I, I know you're the queen, but just fucking say no, something. Like, just, just like here, here's my right to take <sighs> away all his land and title, uh, you know, or kill him. You know, really. Like that's, but that's that's the shit that I don't love about Daenerys is like that that kind of entitlement like and I I, I know she is the queen but like I, I I that's the part of me that says like maybe she wouldn't be the most benevolent ruler like she is benevolent to some degree but mm-hmm. that's why I always was like Team John when if it was between the two of them because he's a much more humble guy and he actually cares about people yeah. like and, and it's not that she doesn't care about people but I like I. It's just a very no. If anyone challenges her authority, she will put them down. If anyone defies her, she'll put them down. Um, it's one of the things I've always wondered about this show, like the rules. And I know that rules are different in different places because some places there's no slavery, there's no slavery in Westeros, whereas you know across the narrow sea there is. But you know, which people are allowed to trial by combat? Is it only highborn people if they're they're convicted of something can choose someone else to fight on their behalf or? Is that- I believe if you're convicted, well, no. So, because clearly lesser that- people are not allowed to request trial by combat and then choose a champion to fight in their, <laughs> you know, in their steed. Um, so yeah, or maybe they are, and the show just like narratively kind of like avoids that when it's not convenient to the story to have so, every single person. The only time you see it happen is fucking Tyrion. You know, and then they, then the, you know, of course, then it's also an option for Cersei, and then her little fucking uh, piece of shit son, uh, at the at the uh, advice of the High Sparrow, does away with it. So you're like, oh shit, she can't pick someone else to, she can't pick the mountain to fight for mm-hmm. her. So I think it, it probably, yeah. I don't know, if maybe it's just implied that that is a thing that because you're of noble blood, you can choose someone else to fight for you, and don't act actually, or do maybe that. only. Maybe only Westeros recognizes that. Maybe, or maybe only King's Landing recognizes that. Oh, they did it up at the fucking we... the Moondor Castle oh, place. The yeah, the Vale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, but that's part of the. Maybe it's just the Seven Kingdoms recognizes it because that's part of the Seven yeah, Kingdoms. Yeah, must be. Th- those are both part of the Seven Kingdoms, but and maybe only yeah, like you said, only for noble or highborn people. Yeah. But, well, um, I mean, the the moment where that scene happens is really important too because then it's like he has to excuse himself and run down the stairs and almost gets run over by a fucking, <laughs> you know, horse drawn <laughs> carriage going by. And then of course, Bran's just sitting there staring away like he does all fucking episode. <laughs> by the way, uh, Bran Stark, best comedic timing of anyone on this show. Oh, <laughs> just always hilarious. Like, hilarious. There should be like the Seinfeld noise every time. Like he's like just awkwardly staring in frame at like the most <laughs> inopportune time. Totally. Um, but then he tells him like, you get, now is the moment. Now you must go tell him. And of course, because he probably could knows exactly what, you know, what he just learned because he's all knowing and all seen now. And now he's like, here's the best time for, you know, for for Sam to be really just like, you know, she shouldn't be queen. She's a fucking bitch. <laughs> you know, I just found out she fucking killed my dad and brother. Like, I, I don't want her to be king. John, you're yeah. the real king. So, he, well, because it's possible that he wouldn't have told him otherwise, because he just like didn't like it, or not wouldn't have told him, but like would have held off because he was like, "Fuck, you know, I don't want to upset this balance. What are we going to do? Let's wait sure. till after the battle." So, I mean, if anything, Brain was kind of manipulated him in, the, in that moment because he knew that he was emotionally vulnerable and exactly. more motivated to say something against her uh, than any other moment he would be. So, you know, the interesting thing uh, is that Bran 
is obviously we call him Bram, but he really is the three eyed Raven now. And his whole oh, I don't buy that reason. I mean, he is the three. Oh, he's both. I mean, he, whatever he calls himself that, but I just don't. You can't give yourself a nickname like that. That's like fucking Beto O'Rourke calling himself <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. It's like you're not fucking. But he has the power. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's he he's taken on the the mantle of you know much like. Uh, like what's his face orlando bloom became like the new davy jones and the fucking pirates were like he's taken on the responsibilities of the three-eyed raven and the three-eyed raven's job is to protect the living from the night king and and, you know he's the natural or the the mortal enemy of the night king and that seems to be uh, you know i mean a lot of people expect this to actually uh go down as uh, as like the night king versus the three-eyed raven is like the really the central like he doesn't really give a fuck about daenerys or john he really is just trying to kill bran like that's his whole mission because he's the only one who really can stop him in any kind of way so it's interesting that bran clearly like you said manipulates sam in that moment because he sees up you know he, he's he got the, that whole dr strange thing he sees all the possible outcomes he's like all right this is the best chance we have to beat the night king is if john uh you know re- learns of this before the battle and you know has this conversation with daenerys and this happened like so it's really interesting what his objective is when it comes to who sits on the mm-hmm. iron throne or who you know what, what how things shake out between john and daenerys because that's really going to be the central kind of conflict i think of the show is are they going to end up you know in conflict how's john going to react to this news you know it's it's a really uh, interesting set of machinations mm-hmm. so i don't know you know what i always wondered how come brandon you know go back in time to right before he climbed up that tower and got thrown out of it and and, <laughs> and take over his own mind and tell himself not to fucking climb up there you know hey don't hey don't go up there yeah, like if you take you take over horrors, horrors mind in the past, why can't <laughs> like you know go back and tell yourself what you knew about yourself when you know when you were too young to know better? Um, well, so a couple things. Uh, presumably, he can't just do that willy nilly. He needs to really expend a lot of energy to do that. So it's like, well, the other thing that think it'd be worth it to have your legs back. <laughs> you know, everything else could still happen <laughs> the way it happens. He could still become the three-eyed raven. Uh, it would just be he could walk now. Like that's all that would be changing. But he wouldn't become the three-eyed raven because he wouldn't be getting dragged through the you well know, through he the could, north. He could still have a, a band of friends tagging along with him. He could just be able to fucking stand up and move on his own too. That's all. That's all I thought. Well, but th- so then it, be- I mean, then this opens a whole fucking can of worms, but then it becomes an interesting question of like, if he does something in the past, is it going to affect the future? Because Hodor was Hodor before he went back in time and made Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. You know what I mean? So like, did he do that anyway? Or like, what would that not have happened if he didn't go back into like, it just opens a whole fucking can of time travel, you know, worms, which I don't even yeah, want to get into. That's because why it's called a paradox. So, yeah. Um, but so the other interesting thing with Bran though, is that maybe he doesn't go back because, you know, the thread Raven says to him, uh, in the tree, like, you know, don't spend too long or you could get trapped there. Some, some right, variation he goes on back that. And, and, and takes over his own mind and gets trapped there as himself. You know, he only has to just relive well, that, five years of his life, <laughs> you know? Well, no, not, but no, but so the reason I'm saying that is because it's interesting. The, the, the idea that obviously a lot of the reason he exists on the, 
show from a meta standpoint is to give us this backstory and expository kind of uh flashback shit that no one else can just they can't just show us on the show you know it has to be that they have to get into it somehow so uh that's why a lot of people think that he is going to be the one who literally does go back and build the wall because (laughs) because uh you know the wall was built by a stark by bran the builder and you know a lot of people theorize that bran the builder is bran from the show which is you know obviously all the starks name their kids you know the, the people in this universe are not very creative with their names but it's it's an interesting thing that maybe he goes back to build the wall and he stays there, you know, or gets Why trapped would he or whatever need to, it is. Though, if there was if there were White Walkers thousands of years ago, clearly somebody back then could have done it, you know, and and the well, but 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 somebody did do it, you know, a Stark, Bran Stark did it. So it's it's just it's just a weird echo if it's not him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a weird note for George Martin to make in the books if it's not related to him there's there's just a lot of typically things that prophecies like we've talked about a lot off you know podcast prophecies and visions and illusions in the book and in the series don't tend to go on unfulfilled yeah well unfulfilled so many people have tried to kind of say like well which which prophecy who's going to sit on the iron throne everything and i've i've thought that there won't be an iron throne to sit on by the time this is all done you know and part of that will be um, you know, this, this war to end all wars. And part of it's going to be that, you know, in the process of breaking the wheel, they're going to realize the throne is just a, 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 a vessel for unnecessary violence anyway. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen too many visions. We hear people talk about the visions they've seen, but we haven't actually seen too many. The same way we haven't seen many flashbacks, except for, you know, Cersei's flashback to being a kid and hearing that prophecy from this uh, from this witch. But the one vision we have seen was Danny's, where she, you know, she's trying to find the dragons that, you know, were, were hidden away up in that house of black. Yeah. No, no, no. This was bef- this was not there. Um, when when the dragons get stolen, no, when they're like it- chicken sized. Yeah, that's the house. It's called the House of Black and White. That's not the same as the Faceless Man's place. Like oh. it's, it's where she. I got the I got mixed up. Anyway, we see her, you know, walk out of the wall, yeah. the door at the wall, and she's walking. And all of a sudden, she's in, uh, you know, the the Red Keep, but the roof's gone and it's full of snow, right? Like so, something has blown yeah. the roof away, destroyed the roof, destroyed the the castle, and now there's snow everywhere, right? And like you said, they don't really. They don't really tease a prophecy without it actually coming true. And everyone seems to have forgotten that one prophecy that she had, this vision she's had, that the way things are going seems very likely to come true, that there's not going to be a throne to sit on by the end of this. And, uh, you know, King's Landing is going to be left in absolute ruin by the end. So I I feel like that's people don't remember that vision that well for some reason. Yeah. And and we talked a lot about in the preview cast about how hopefully if Daenerys does make it through or if John makes it, whoever makes it through, you know, and becomes the, the, the de facto leader of Westeros, because uh, obviously it's it, it's very likely it's not going to be Cersei still sitting on the throne. It's going to be either John or Daenerys. Um, our hopes were that, you know, the whole this whole idea of like breaking the wheel that Daenerys talks about uh isn't just talk like she actually would want to establish some form of democracy or some form of 
representative yeah. government. There like, was a like there's, obviously there was a guy on Twitter today that was a total fucking just uh, total pretentious asshole. He's like, I don't watch Game of Thrones because centrists watch Game of Thrones. I won't watch anything that they like. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? He's like, the show is just about replacing uh, one form of feudalism with another form of feudalism. And I was like, the show is not even a fucking about that, you ignorant piece of shit. Anyway, I I just thought it was hilarious that somebody was like refusing to watch it because they just didn't they'd heard. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, uh, um, I saw a lot of that, like t- yesterday, I was kind yeah. of like, really? Like a lot of people were like, Oh, when's this stupid show going to be over? So I don't have to hear about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the best fucking show of all time. Like, it is the best you, show of all time. What the fuck is wrong with you? So people? what do you think about, okay. So somebody kind of threw this at me. They were like, Oh, so you, you like Cersei so much. What do you think about her, uh, ordering Bronn to go, uh, kill her two brothers? And I was like, I don't believe for one fucking minute she ordered uh, Braun to go kill her two brothers. I think that's fucking Kyber. Kyber sees a power vacuum with Jamie gone and knows he can get away with more shit and starts fucking doing shit on his own because he, he, you know, sees a, an opportunity to, uh, you know, Jamie out of the way to start making, you know, a little, a little nest for himself bigger than he has been before. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It doesn't, it didn't seem I mean, and look, you're 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 way more ride or die for Cersei than I am, and I think she's it just you know, doesn't I, fit. I don't, and I think in, she's, the, in the finale of season but, seven, she she's had the opportunity to kill, to kill both right of them. Now. She yeah. even tried to like fake them out and bluff them into thinking she was going to do it, and she still couldn't do it. She even had the mountain. It was clear she ordered Mountain not to kill him before he even got right. there because she was like, "I'm gonna," you know. She said exactly, and he like pulls his sword out. She like nods to him, and even that was so well orchestrated. And he pretty much said, well, give the order, give the order, give the order, you know, and, and Tyrion was like, go on, do it, do it. And she just, she can't do it. She cannot bring, even after he killed her fucking father in cold blood, her only quibble was like, you, did you not understand that that would make our, and we would become vulnerable to our enemies. She's not even mad because she knows he was an asshole. She just wants t- uh, Tyrion to understand what it her- did to the family from a, from a, a, a power standpoint. Yeah. And I think a part of her really under like felt a pang of sympathy when Tyrion kind of got emotional with her and was like, you know, do you know what it was like for him to just tell me that I was, you know, a piece of shit and that he that he never, you know, thought of me as his son and all that, you know, like sure. that. It seemed like she she got mad, but it seemed like it did get to her. So I, I think there was a part of that that kind of saved him in a way <laughs> like I, she i don't know she she's a complicated character she's yeah, like absolutely. again nobody on the show is black and white well and, and then she that's why she has the the line she's like if you if you want a whore go buy one if you want a queen earn it and then she holds that wall up for about 30 seconds and changes her mind and it's like why did she change her mind because clearly she doesn't like this person i mean she says no, she says like i like that you're arrogant and, you know, basically says you're good and bad, but like, she's only doing it because she wants the fucking elephants. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's fucking Bam Margera in a pirate, you know, costume. Uh, yeah. like, he's, no. he's not like this dude. He's the only way. guy that's still left that I um, don't like, honestly. And you're not supposed to like him. No. Although, to be fair, he's fucking hilarious. Like everyone, <laughs> the, the lines he comes out with, he's got like, always has a good line when he's on <laughs> yeah. screen. I I don't kill I don't kill my siblings. You should try it sometime. <laughs> he looks right at Jamie. <laughs> yeah, those those are good. A couple of good spots, but there's there's a lot of really good lines in this episode. I love when Tyrion and um, Arya, or was it Tyrion? No, it was Tyrion and Sansa were talking, 
And Tyrion's like, uh, you know, last time I saw you was at my brother's wedding. What a dreadful affair. And then Sansa was like, eh, it had its moments. <laughs> it was fucking, that was hilarious. <laughs> Which was fucking great. Hilarious. I like, oh, yeah. Great. I don't know about the testicle line at the beginning. It's like, why do you enjoy making new jokes? Because I have balls and you don't. He was kind of just like, that wasn't that funny. And it was just kind of mean. It's like that you kind of need each other more. And hasn't he explained but, but, what a horrible thing that was that happened to him? To be fa- to be fair, though, I I really think they're they're two of the closest characters on the show. I thought that was kind of like good natured ribbing. It, it that's that's how it came off to me a little a bit. A little bit. It seemed a little mean and unnecessary, and it wasn't like yeah. a, a back and forth. It was just kind of just plopped us into that moment, and it was like, oh, is this just to remind us he's a smartass and kind of mean and kind of dickish? Because it didn't have the. Most of his jokes have a good nature behind it, and that one didn't have it, and it didn't lead up to it for any reason, and it seemed like just kind of like, where did that come from? But uh, could it be just be yeah. projecting an anxiety or, or uh, you know, fear about coming up to you here? He's definitely or, nervous, yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I, you're right. I think overall it worked, and there's lots of great lines, and, you know, the, the <laughs> so, so, so many memes or, or reaction gifts of, like, you know, from from people on Twitter, they're, uh, you know, black people love the show and all the like the reactions of like, you know, um, you know, the the North sees black people for the first time. And it's like a, a gif of the, the woman that called the cops on the black people barbecuing. <laughs> so like dozens and dozens of versions of that where without because I don't think, you know, Grey Worm and, and uh, what's her name didn't have any lines. Sandy. Yeah. But when you see yeah. them riding in and you can see the looks on these people's faces, it's like, oh, yeah, the, these are not just outsiders. These, these are this fucking the first, racists. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> or or I mean, and not, you know, to, not saying in fairness to them, but I mean, this these are literally the first black people they've ever seen. Probably there's no TV. There's no, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, like, so these, they're these just instinctively are, racist they're, 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 without even knowing. They're, well, they're provincial. <laughs> they're like fucking they're rubes. Yeah. They're a bunch of rubes, know. you know, <laughs> like you, you see too many, uh, um, too many old people with long beers and just kind of figure. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the <laughs> thing that I love that breaks up that moment of tension is when the fucking dragons show up and Danny looks up and smiles and she's just like, yes, <laughs> now you people have something real to fear besides black people yeah, right. and just the, all the people fucking scattering I, and running and screaming and Arya is just like sitting there grinning like this is what she's always dreamed of um she she loved these dragons the idea of dragons so much that she almost gave herself away to, to uh tywin when she was pretending to be a little boy and pretending to be lowborn and be a servant yeah that she he almost started to s- suspect that she might be highborn because she knew all this stuff about highborn people and the myths of dragons and the, the names of the dragons and everything um so yeah it was really fulfilling for me to see that in her that the you know the joy she got when those things uh, showed up for the first time for her yeah and i still remember that scene so that is actually a really good call back to to the first or second season um but uh, yeah and you know even just going back to that now that you mentioned it, it reminds me i was thinking at the time watching that scene like yeah, I know it's like a big spectacle thing every time Daenerys rolls into town or goes somewhere that she has her dragons overhead. It it didn't do a lot. That, like, she really needs a PR person because, like, she is trying to go there and kind of, you know, it, she she is the queen, but she wants to go there and kind of, like, bring everyone together to fight the Night King. And for her to... I, I, it just felt way too much like a conqueror and less, not so much like a... Hey, like here, I really want to, you know, uh, 
you know, when Donald Trump goes to meet with Kim Jong-un, he doesn't like go there riding a fucking nuclear warhead. Like he, you know, he goes there and with the, with the guys of diplomacy. I mean, not, and again, not that he's anyone to look up to for diplomacy, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just well, felt she unnecessarily aggressive. When they want to show up, they show up. They pretty much decide when they're going to make yeah. an entrance on their own. Her smile is more just she could a have been like a. of like these people who are scowling at me might be a threat. They might be, difficult to deal with but no, then the dragons show yeah, up and it's but... like immediately those people are scared of her and the control she has you know and she's not going to hurt them but she wants them to know who's in power and that's what that smile is all about and she loves them because they're her kids she's only got two left now you know no of course of course but i don't know i i, I just think I, I just think she's not helping the situation <laughs> she's not helping she's not helping she's not doing john any favors who's clearly trying to move mountains to fucking bring these, you know, crotchety old northerners to the point where they'd support a uh, you know, a, a southern queen that that they have no allegiance to whatsoever and don't trust. No, but it's you know, it's, it's out of convenience and they know that they're all going to die without her, uh, without without her army. So yeah, no, I it's it's great that they're showing everyone else everyone's point of view that it's you know from from her all the way to the people supporting her all the way down to just a little kid on the street who you don't even know his name or, or know what he thinks it's just yeah you get everyone's perspective and that's what i love about this show is that it's everyone's right you know everyone is right in the situation even though they're at odds with each other um and a lesser show would they even bring up food no but that's that's like the first thing I'm thinking, like, who's going to mention where the fuck are they going to get all the more food to feed all these soldiers who are going to have to be there probably for a while? Well, maybe actually not that long yeah. if they all get killed off. <laughs> probably not that long, considering. But yeah, well, and, you know, and but and you say everyone's right. And maybe even the Night King's right. Maybe that's the motivation we'll find sure, out about. Maybe, you know, that he, maybe he's like Thanos. <laughs> well, so and he's I'm, got and, an ecological reason for wanting to wipe them out. But, you know, or, or even just the, well, the fact that they say they're going to mine the dragon glass and they don't really show it. They kind of like you hear some clinking around in the cave and then you go, well, what happened to all the fucking dragon yeah, they glass? Have it. And it's like, oh, here it is. They've been hauling it around. And they haven't had a place to fucking start mass producing weapons out of it. Now we're going to see that happen. Might have wanted to do that a little bit earlier on because now like they could be there with a matter of days and you know doing that before you left town <laughs> before you left dragonstone might have been to work gendry you know, um gendry's gonna be fucking slaving away for 24 oh, hours straight yeah. like, next three did days you, um, but um oh sorry go ahead well yeah no just i mean and to the point about the night king maybe being right and you mentioned ecological i mean he was the, the interesting thing is he is was created by the children of the forest because the first men were cutting down all of their trees and killing them. The first, you know, the, the children of the forest mm. and they created him as a weapon to stop them. And then he theoretically became out of control. And yeah. It's like the, the Don it, Cheadle it, captain. It, it, planet. It is, <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, maybe there, there is some truth to like that. He still has that in him where he's just trying to, to create equilibrium and that, you know, this happened maybe we're going to find out that this has happened before because you know we we know that the 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 humans have fought back the walkers before or vice versa you know yeah they, they, they well, were I mean, around thousand years ago the so north I doesn't mean, seem that overly populated i think that you know they they even say it that uh all of the north has the same population as westeros does only about about a million yeah. people right so they're clearly not low on resources um 
But yeah, no, I think that's probably it. Something along those lines where there's just, there isn't an off button. You know, it's like the Terminator. Once you program yeah. for evil, you, he will not stop. Yeah. Um, or not even evil. I mean, just, you know, indifferent. Given your orders. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. If he's, if he's making little fucking, you know, uh, people's arm sculptures on the wall and tableaus. sticking the fucking kid through the chest with the, there's got to be a little bit of, of uh, you know, well i mean there's certainly an evil nature to i mean he's certainly the yin to the the three-eyed ravens yang but i don't know i i'm just very interested to see if they flesh that character out anymore or if they that's even necessary if if fleshing him out becomes uh a mistake you know there are certain characters you just don't want to know the origin of or you don't want to know too much about so i i think that's no. a really interesting kind of tightrope they'll have to walk well here, here's what's kind of scary though because you know if the uh if they really do know everything they've done to prepare for them then is there any tactic or strategy that they can use i mean all the all the dragonstone like clearly they know about that if 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 the night king can do the same thing that bran can do and take over the minds of birds clearly he can send birds to go and spy on uh, on winterfell so is is anything they're doing going to matter or are they going to be completely prepared for it the way that when they show I don't up know, the dragons can do that though? Yeah, no, totally can. I mean they they've pretty much showed it. With with the birds? I uh, yeah. No, they showed him breaking up like Bran's bird like spying ring, but I don't right. think he's he actually had the, he had the spears there ready that could kill the dragons without ever having seen those dragons before, without knowing they were going to be there. So clearly he has some level of of you know, when we say yin to yang of of the three-eyed raven He's gonna have the same abilities at least. I don't know about that because he might know about dragons because this is not the first time that well, humans sure. And but White how Walkers do you know they were gonna be there? I mean, is the thing. How do you know those dragons were coming? If he if he didn't yeah, have I mean, some level of clairvoyant, maybe he just keeps a fucking ice spear, a, a, a you know gaggle of ice spears in his massive army. At yeah, all but time. that it's spear wasn't wasn't the size of that huge fucking bolt that killed him on on the spot. It was like the size of like a regular human sized spear. So clearly, that spear had some kind of magical properties that could actually kill the dragon and not just lance it the way you know. You saw the even the little dragon took a bunch of spears in that coliseum. And was definitely injured, well, but it was, didn't die. Yeah, no, it, was, it was the ice. Uh, well, yeah, it was the ice. You know, whatever thing. I'm just saying. I think that that whatever they're preparing to do at Winterfell, it's going to go really, really badly. That whole castle is going to get burned oh, to the yeah. ground because it is all wood. As we saw, um, an old wooden cathedral castles burn very quickly, as we saw in Paris today. A great structural point. Yeah, but um, yeah. well, you, I don't know if you saw yeah. the tweets from Owned Shapiro and. Um, uh, Richard Spencer talking about how uh, the destruction of Notre Dame was like an attack on, uh, you know, the white culture. Western civilization. Yeah, you know, we, we, this was a, a, they, they say Western civilization, which means white right. culture. Well, the, you know, the it's a term real ben, ben Shapiro whistle. said was uh, Judeo-Christian. This is a, a, you know, our our, our Judeo-Christian values have, have taken a hit today. And it's like, you know, I don't see the Great Pyramids catching on fire. Maybe the uh, the great architects of judeo-christian europe should have invented a fucking sprinkler system (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um but so i you know yeah i I think you know uh, talking about what's to come i think things are not going to go great uh for our heroes in episode three but it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out next week because you know if you watch the preview it's clear it's going to be the 
kind of trial of Jamie Lannister, more or less. You know, maybe not necessarily the trial, but like he's going to be trying to make his case for like, hey, don't kill me. And, you know, it didn't even occur to me, but there's so many. This show does such a great job of setting up dominoes to knock down later. Like it never fucking occurred to me like, oh, fuck, she killed. He killed Daenerys's father. Like this is going to be a crazy like it's not a reunion, but it's more interesting. Yeah, than a reunion. I mean, it's it, like Bran probably doesn't give a shit that he got pushed out of the tree now. Like he's beyond material concerns like whatever. that. But still, he's like, oh, I know this other thing about you. And of course, Danny's going to. But it's like the same time, like Danny, you just killed this other kid's fucking dad and brother for no fucking reason. Like, let's let's have some perspectives here. <laughs> Does anyone actually know, other than Bran, that Jamie was the one who pushed him out a window? Well, I, I don't. Does he ever tell anyone? I don't remember no, him ever telling. No, because when he anyone. hit his head, he lost his memory of it. Now I'm sure that his... he, he definitely knows now. I mean, that look was oh like, yeah. Hey. That was that was that was like the fucking. You know, he's like pointing his finger at him with his eyes, like I know what you did, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't even think that he, if he hadn't seen him for that long, he looks so different than he did as a kid that he couldn't, he wouldn't just recognize him. Like there's gotta be like more of like a mental. Well, but he was, he's at Winterfell. He's in a wheelchair. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to tell everyone like, Hey, look, your father, they called him the mad King for a reason. And I had to put him down because he was mad and he was going to kill everybody in King's Landing. And, I, yeah, you know, I mean, that was that was a truly benevolent act that everyone thinks of as like this. He's considered a pariah for this, this traitorous, you know, Kingslayer is really the most brave, one of the most brave things he's done no, to save everyone. In there is Landing. also the theory that um, that uh, the reason he went mad was because Bran was like whispering things in his ear that only he could hear. And it drove him crazy yeah, kind that. of a thing. But then it's like, like, well, why would he do that? Unless it was just to set things in motion, but you know, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Bran will admit to that and be like, "Oh, okay. Well, it's all your fault." Or maybe we'll see him sort of go back. <laughs> to like you're both bad. See, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, th- there's a lot of really interesting things that you know the show kind of opened up this kind of time travel adjacent avenue, and now it's like, well, fuck. How do we know that Bran didn't cause everything to happen on this show? You mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I'm fucking fascinated for that. And I, I love that we're getting two really old school, like palace intrigue Game of Thrones episodes before the balls to the wall fucking battle that we're going to get mm-hmm. in episode three. Uh, and then I think we have three more episodes after that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this is all going to shake and out. And they're not nearly uh, as long as we thought they were going to be. We were led to believe that each one was going to be like well, a feature film. And that is. Not so the, the first two well so the first two are an hour and then the last four are like an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes yeah. so the first two i think were kind of the table setting episodes and then everything after that is going to be mm. real long you know kind of again i, I really the hope they don't do like a courtroom drama thing with jamie and then they don't resolve it because that's right when the when the white walkers show up and it's just like oh that's how you're gonna write your way out of this like i hope they do kind of come to some resolution or or sort of like the truth about why he killed the mad king is sort of put out there and people realize it and brand yeah. kind of back him up on that a little oh, bit or something but well the, that's the thing is brand is this great lie detector and or you know right <laughs> whatever you want to call him um but also i think you know they're gonna look favorably on the fact that jamie's coming to tell them hey cersei was fucking lying she's not sending her troops i came here to fight for the living because that's what i 
you know, said I would do. And I'm a man of honor, unlike my sister. Or, you know, he might not say that. He's but one guy, essentially though. Implying, he's just like, one guy. I don't think there's, you know, not, none, nobody likes the Lannisters. Well, no, it's not that he's going to. I know, I know, yeah. but and it's not like he's going to turn the tide. But I think they'll look favorably on the fact that he comes to tell them the truth about what Cersei's yeah, doing. I suppose that's true. Plus, Tyrion's going to try to save his life, and Tyrion's going to be like, "Hey, like, come on, don't please." Like, I know he's a dick. Like, I know he's done some bad right. things, but he's not a bad. But that's guy, the other reason know? why I think this, the you know, the when when uh, Kyber shows up and tells Bronn there's like all this gold, and Cersei wants him to go kill his brothers, and he hands him the uh, Joffrey's crossbow. And Bronn's response is like, like that fucking family. <laughs> like, seriously, would know that beyond being just a sellsword, that uh, that Bronn has been fiercely loyal to both of those brothers in different times, and has risked his life when he didn't need to for both of those brothers. There's no way that she would actually order him, even if she wanted her brother's dead, which I don't believe for a fucking second, given what we've seen her do. He would never take He would never send him to go do it because he would be compromised by the way he actually feels about those two people. Like the only two people in the world he he gives a shit about beyond just money, right? And so, I mean... Which Kyburn doesn't know, but Cersei certainly Right, Kyber thinks he just can do anything he wants because he doesn't doesn't have a history. So when people, you know, when it was kind of put to me like, oh, what do you think about your hero Cersei wanting her brother's dead now? I'm like, I don't believe for a fucking second she gave that order, (laughs) especially with who it was that was chosen to go do that thing, so... Uh, but still, it's a good question. It's yeah. a good question. I'm glad people are like noticing those things and are kind of like looking at um, certain situations and questioning their validity, what they're really seeing. I feel like this show has made its audience more cinematically literate for the kinds of things it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm surprised that the crossbow. Like, I'm curious who who took possession of the crossbow after they found Tywin. You know, dead on the toilet. Yeah, eh, you think Kyber Well, he wasn't around then. He was. It came a little bit later, if I recall. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I wonder how he came in possession of it, and maybe that'll lead to. Maybe it's. You know, we we assume it's either that Cersei ordered him to do it, or that uh, Kyburn, you know, is doing it on his own. But maybe I'm sure if he's hand of the queen, he can go to the 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 royal arsenal or you know <laughs> royal evidence room yeah it's just it's it's all there it's all part of the family jewels i'm just i'm just trying to work out maybe if somebody else is 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 you know behind these machinations but i guess i, I don't know who there's nobody really left in king's land well if, if yeah if she's um, not married she's the queen next the highest in command behind the queen would be the hand of the queen so he would have access to anything he wanted to so i, yeah. I do think that i don't know I don't know. Unlike Avengers, where I think there will be a, a new uh, enemy introduced uh, who's possibly more powerful than Thanos, I don't think we're going to see like a new enemy show up out of nowhere. You know, they've already they, they showed like the, the not a new army one. for like, yeah. two seconds. They're like, okay, they're there. Enough of that. Like, they're not. I don't think it's going to be a big very thing. disappointed by the way that they didn't bring their fucking elephants. She wanted those. We, we were told elephants. You know. I was I was like same Cersei same when she was like oh I'm very disappointed to she hear mentions that she it multiple <laughs> times then mutters it to herself that was so funny I specifically asked for elephants like I don't understand well they're not really good on the ocean for long trips she's just like just chain them down I don't care like, geez maybe you could have fucking told me that before I hired you assholes like you uh, yeah. know <laughs> yeah well 
You put elephants on the website. I order elephants. It's, I it's just weird that they elephants, mentioned but... it because you, you kind of feel like it's it's like that old uh, adage that if you show a gun in the first act, you, you have yeah, to check off the gun. third act. You know? yeah. And they mentioned the elephants last season, too. So it, clearly it's, you know <laughs> it's been on her mind for a while. So in the books, they have elephants that they ride into battle, you know, which is, is a common thing you see in, you know, in Indian uh, culture. Uh, but it, I wonder if it just became a matter of like, we don't have the budget for this. So they had to figure out a way around it because they kind of teased it last season. And then they're like, fuck, we really don't have the room in the budget to animate a bunch of elephants fighting. So we need yeah. to, we already animated you know, some of those kinda... things that that ended up being the one that they had to cut is no elephants. So they made a, yeah. made a running joke out of it. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah. you know, even with this big of a budget, there are things that they do cut. Because it's like, well, what's what's well, the I thing mean, we, have to. we can get away with not doing that, you know, what other thing can we do we have to do versus what can we cut off? There's so much, you know, that they have to spend money on to, to animate now in the season two. Like, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fucking crazy how much they spend. Um, but you know, and one other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was like amazing, just it kind of as a final callback to season one to the pilot. Um I believe this was the pilot. Uh, so, you know, there's that scene where Ned and John are on horseback right before John goes up to the wall. And Ned says to him, you know, next time I see you, uh, I'll tell you about your mother. And then, of course, they never see each other again. You know, John's up at the wall and then Ned gets his head chopped off. Wait, Ned, but Ned when... gets his head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry, guys. Uh, and when uh sam is down in the crypts of winterfell confronting john and telling him who his real mother is john is standing in front of ned's fucking grave it's it's such a crazy little detail that somebody picked out on twitter and i was like holy shit like that's such an amazing fucking that's amazing writing like that's that's just great fucking you know that was a great wherewithal whoever had that idea to because it's clearly you know it's sort of obvious to me that that was kind of like oh here we all are back again because there were so many things that were the same as the as the pilot um the sure but here's that little line that the new ruler shows up at winterfell there's even the same line winterfell is yours you know somebody somebody did like a meme where they did like a shot by shot side by side thing of yeah of similar scenes or moments or lines that happened throughout that so I, I didn't remember exactly that moment where he says, you know, the last, the, 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 the next, next time I see time you, I'll tell you about I your mother you, until you I wa- watched it again a few, um, you know, a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, that's kind of ironic because you, know, you ever will. Uh, and at that point, like we, <laughs> we know that he's going to, John's going to find out. We just don't know exactly when. So, um, but yeah, the fact that he was there with his, uh, the statue of his dad was definitely, sure. you know, because where else would you do that scene? Like where, where can they be alone and yeah. unbothered? Where's the most kind of sacred well, it could place have there like in his office? But I, it was it was a it was a sure, good decision sure. to to do that scene. But really, it was it was um, it was Bran's decision because he told him like now is the time. Go do it. Go oh, go. Yeah. He, here's where he is right now, where it'll have the most impact on him, <laughs> and you'll be the most effective at doing it. it. And that really, Bran's a character to watch because his Machiavellian kind of maneuverings are clearly. He sees a path for victory for the humans clearly. And he's trying to steer them that way. So anything that he sets into motion is supposed to happen, like for them to win, essentially. So he'll be a really interesting character to watch, I think, 
you know, the rest of the series. Well, interesting um, what he does. He's not that interesting of a person. So no, no, <laughs> he's, he's, he's really a fucking boring, bummer. Actually, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a fucking weirdo bummer that like, is just like, all right, dude, come on. Yeah. Talking about your sister, like, you know, getting raped on her way. Yeah. Like, we don't need to... I don't know what the fuck he was thinking in that moment. <laughs> yeah, that was just like such a weird. Yeah. But that was I mean, he truly is, you know, Dr. Branhatton, where he just has no, no empathy. Um, No, he would just not even know empathy. He's just not he's not really a human anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He say he's basically says, you know, I'm in Bran's body, but that Brandon Stark's mostly gone. Like he, he has his memories, but. Well, he clearly care, still cares about his his nuclear family more than other people. You know, otherwise he wouldn't be trying to help them bust uh, Littlefinger, right? Like he still got that connection. So, um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it is. What or it is. or I mean, to what we said, I mean, maybe he doesn't really care about them, and he, but he knew that that was what had to happen in order for them to to beat the Night King. Like I, I think that's really his ultimate goal as the Three Eyed Raven is to defeat the Night King, and he thinks that. You know, Littlefinger needed to be out of the picture in order for John. Yeah, that's to bring a good point. Yeah, because he would he would look at Littlefinger as like he's just distract. He's a distraction from uniting people. He's just trying to divide everyone. Yeah, dangerous at a time when we're trying to get everybody on the same page, and and infighting is a waste of time. Uh, so yeah, I could I I can agree with that. And I think and, and you can almost look at all of his actions in in two ways. You could look at it as Bran Stark trying to help his family. Bran Stark, you know, being happy to see all these people or you could look at it as hey i need to to you know look upon these people happily when they come back because i know that they need to trust in me when i tell them these things that that are going to happen mm-hmm. so that they you know act on those so yeah i i think that's a really interesting uh <laughs> thing to watch going forward but uh yeah i think that pretty much does it for us this week uh is there anything else we didn't touch on from the episode that i you feel like to... we we hit on everything um fairly well i'm trying to real quick in my brain think if there's anything else we missed i don't know if i mentioned this on the cast or if i said it off but i i fucking legit or i, th- I think i did say on the cast but I, I legit jumped during the scene with where they're in the fucking uh in numbers castle and like the kid comes back to life because you see it in the background for a second i was like wait what's going on? oh shit like yeah it was a good fucking, it was a good know, jump zombie. scare yeah so did you get a, a, a good chance to Umber. to look really close at that uh weapon schematic that aria wants uh, gendry to make for her it looked like it was like a launcher like, like a, like a, a spear launcher blade. or something I, like that yeah yeah they, I, I watched a couple of videos and they were kind of zoomed in and could trying to figure out what it was exactly but it looks like it's like a thing like it screws onto the spear tip so i mean i'm sort of interested to see what she has in mind with that but uh the the theory is she's trying to think of a you know a way to catapult a dragon glass spear at their dragon in order to kill it possibly oh. so but i mean she's so little you know because she, she couldn't throw a spear you'd think she would you know I, I mean hopefully her and and the hound have a little bit of a get back together again get the band back together and you know because they they did have some great <laughs> moments together so we'll we'll see well so i but so that's interesting because they didn't see bronze bolt in action like they don't they don't know about that that might be the only thing that they can actually use to create a to 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 propel a dragon glass spear at the ice dragon maybe but her whole thing is is small and mobile and you know wearable 
right and yeah which seems like it would be ineffective but i guess who knows i mean dragon glass i don't know i mean I, will, will dragon glass affect a dragon the way it will a white walker i mean these are all things we, we don't saw know. we saw dragon glass kill a bear so i mean it's gotta gotta yeah, you just gotta true. get through those fucking zombie uh dragon scales <laughs> like dragon glass like i don't know it's a real pokemon situation where it's like well this has point three effect you know the plus three effectiveness against this type uh white walker but is like that how pokemon works is it totally like a, like a I, I, I people who actually play pokemon are like screaming into their phones right now but like that because that's probably not at all how oh, it is you but, think there's people you know that I mean? like, like pokemon and game of thrones at the same time <laughs> first of all everyone likes game of thrones so yes the answer to do you think there are people who like x and like game of thrones at the same time is yes because everyone likes game of thrones but uh except that one fucking weirdo on twitter it's hilarious when you talk Um, to like the very small number of people that don't watch the show because they think it's they don't they don't quite realize how big of a phenomenon it is like i just don't i don't really have you know i guess i'm like the one person that doesn't watch it and it's like yeah you kind of are you kind of there's only like a few of you and (laughs) My you know, fr- just like you don't have to let everyone know. You know, if I say I'm vegan, you don't have to go. Oh, uh, well, I eat bacon. <laughs> it's like just no one ca- gives a shit. Yeah, no one fucking cares <laughs> if you don't watch. The Not show. me. So, um, my friend Steve, actually, who's my best man, also at my what is going to be my best man at my wedding, is just starting now to watch it. Uh, he watched back during season one, but I guess kind of fell off for whatever reason. Uh, but he's starting to watch it again. So we have to be careful not to spoil the show on the main cast because he listens to every episode of the main cast. So oh, <laughs> I want to make yeah. sure we don't like fucking spoil the show. But also, to be fair, I don't want to talk spoilers on the main show anyway, because I think a lot of people no, are that's, not. That's fine. Well, if we and... do, you just have to say, uh, uh, Steve, earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm really... it it just felt you know kind of to sum up everything it it really just felt good to be back in that world like i I, it just you know it's been like two years it's crazy how 595 days motherfucker (laughs) we got through it somehow uh yeah it kind of flew by because there was just so much to rewatch uh so much show the most show that's ever been shown that's the real long night is the fucking two years between (laughs) game of thrones but it's you know it's been so long since we've watched episode live and every you know everyone else is watching it live at the same time, and it's it doesn't feel real. You're like it's it, like every mm-hmm. time a new Star Wars movie comes out, it's like it doesn't feel real because you're watching it new yeah. for the first time, and it like is this is this as good as the rest? It's like no, of course it's as, as good. It's as good as it's ever been. Uh, it, it's just that you're well, watching I had that it, same feeling. You're, you're hyper analyzing it because it's brand new. I had that same feeling the other day when the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer came out, where I was just like, "Fuck!" I just it it never ceases to like kind of inspire that like kind of childlike sense of joy in me. Where I when I see something like some new footage from Star Wars, or even like that Mandalorian clip that you know was circulating it's like, <laughs> with Werner Herzog narrating like, it. <laughs> Holy shit! Werner Herzog's gonna be in He's Star in it Wars. Too. Yeah, no, that's fucking He's in it. That's nuts. <laughs> and it looks like Rogue One. It like has the aesthetic and like very. Uh, a narrow depth of field kind of photography that made Rogue One look so good. And it's going to be a lot like that where it's not a lot of Jedi, all the, you know, the totally off topic, but like it, eh, it's on it's brand. Just cool it's on brand. <laughs> it is on brand. It's just cool that there's still shit like that where yeah. it's like, you know, we're, we're, we, we tend to lead cynical lives because we're 
always talking about like the worst fucking things that are happening in the world right mm. now uh with for good reason uh but you know it's cool to like just like lose it on st- in the grand scheme stupid shit like you know game of thrones or star wars but if we didn't have that we'd go fucking nuts because oh, we'd be just screaming yeah, about I, how horrible Nancy fucking Pelosi is. i, I went through a, fucking, a, a long and things period like of time where i only liked indie art house films and a lot of those films are not emotionally satisfying they're intellectually satisfying they're very cerebral or they can be when they when done well but i finally got over my fucking pretentiousness and was like hey Maybe I can watch fucking Iron Man and maybe I won't just be like, well, the Pentagon said, you know, like I could just like watch it for what it was. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then like more Marvel movies came out. I was like, oh, these are actually some of these are pretty fucking good. And then you got to like, you know, uh, Mar- uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's like, damn, that was fucking phenomenal. I'm going to watch that over and over. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been good to kind of like l- allow some elements of pop culture. And a lot of these pop culture shows have gotten so fucking good. That he's like, it doesn't matter if you're into superheroes or knights and dragons and shit. If they make it good enough, everyone will fucking like it because there's going to be something there for everyone. Uh, and, and that's One, really, I think, the, the core of what makes that show so good is there is something there for everyone. And if you if you are you know, a total yeah. cinemaphile, you're going to like everything. Even if you're just into D&D, you're going to like everything. Uh, if you're just into strong female characters overcoming difficult circumstances and proving themselves to be complex and multidimensional, uh, you're gonna love this show. Well, you could tell this is that's the great thing about this show, and, and, and the fact that it does have mass appeal is that if you like the kind of big, you know, uh, genre like insanity shows or, or in movies and things like that, like you're gonna like it, obviously, but. You could tell it's also clearly made by filmmakers and by people who who care about the language of cinema and things like that. So it's a really uh-oh. Uh, I hear the hound. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw a great uh a picture of a great mug and uh it had a it had a uh Sansa on the mug and it said who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> Because she, of course, <laughs> killed Ramsey Bolton with old dogs. Yeah, let the dogs yeah. out. So, with dogs. Uh, awesome. Well, it sounds like you got to go check on a yeah. commotion uh, that your dog is trying to alert you to. Yeah, so. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, going on out there. But yeah, so um, oh, but <laughs> one other thing I wanted to mention about the show, real quick. I there, so my I was talking to my boss today, who had seen the episode already. I was like, you know, obviously don't spoil it, but what do you what did you think? And uh he's like ah, i don't know i just didn't like it like it there and after watching it i'm like that's fucking crazy like how do you not like this episode but it's kind of the only thing that i would say the downside of the show being so popular is it kind of has this walking dead curse where there's a portion of the audience that are just these kind of mindless entertainment fans who which you know it's fine there's nothing wrong with that but like who don't want a show that's built on deep relationships and and you know mac plot machinations and uh story development they just want fucking mindless you know dragons burning shit all the time which is great when it happens but it, it it's kind of the same thing that happened with the walking dead where it was like well people didn't was, weren't watching at the height of its kind of popularity a lot of people weren't watching for like the deep complex characters that the show had kind of fleshed out over 
five, six seasons they're watching because they liked, you know, the fucking, you know, zombie murder fest. Sure. So it's like, well, and there are certain moments it's where, an interesting where it doesn't, you know, when you had a Herschel give this great monologue about, you know, we're all dying. It just matters what you die for. If it's something worthwhile, you can have a really, you know, high flute speech like that and have it work when it's an actor is as good as that guy was who just died not too long ago. But when you have just some like like shitty movie of the week actor try to do a scene like that, it's really corny. And after you kill off all the really great people, you're left with only like, you know, C-list actors. And that's kind of what Walking Dead has become now with everyone could leave in the show except for, you know, a couple, well, couple few people. But well, but see, that's what I mean. Like it, it, it I think the Game of Thrones, because of the n- nature of the way the show is set up and the fact that it was following a set story, didn't fall uh, victim to the the thing that the walking dead fell victim to which was that it became so popular and it was such an open-ended story that the corporate network that owns the show was like all right well we need to do more of this thing that is mass appealing and we need mm-hmm. to kind of tailor the show more to that audience versus the loyal audience who really appreciates the storytelling and characters that were established sure. in season one at, at a but certain like, point it's got to end yeah, but, you know breaking bad was so good because yeah. at a certain point it ended i remember the feeling watching the last episode of breaking bad and i was like this is it this this is fucking it and how the fuck are they going to tie up all these loose ends in one regular yeah. length episode and they did it flawlessly and now it's it's like one of the greatest single episodes of television i think i've ever seen before the greatest finale i think i've ever seen yeah. before on a show where you you walked away feeling completely satisfied at, and completely blown away at what everything that you just w- witnessed, and I, I really hope Game that, of Thrones has big shoes to fill. Yeah, well, I I think that they're going to do that, and the way to do that is to have the guy that you know at least came up with the whole story ahead of time. You know, knew where he was going to end up at the end, uh, not just go, oh, we'll just start writing and we'll figure it out along the way, and then they never do the way the Lost did. Um, yeah. Or the way that, you know, and I know a lot of people said the season was good, but The Walking Dead still hasn't ended and there's no end in sight. No. So it's like, you can't just tell a story forever. You got to fucking sure. have a beginning, middle and an end. Otherwise, you can never build towards a climax. You're just, re- yeah, so you're just recycling arcs that you've already seen. Like, oh, is Carol sad? Oh, is Carol happy? Oh, is it, you know, it's just <laughs> like we get we get it. It's just no one cares anymore. Any any show that goes more than six seasons, I think, or seven seasons. I mean, Game of Thrones is an exception yeah. because it's such a truncated show. But like, you really gotta have an end date um, for sure. And and, 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 and the pacing the, and too. Just, I mean, really ratcheting up the pacing where it's like, oh, they they're beyond the wall. They're Winterfell's not that far far from the wall. It's they're just gonna be here in a couple of days. Like it's it's on. <laughs> no, they're they're like right so, here. Uh, it's kind of amazing they they didn't pass that group of wild, of like Tormund's group like because they literally were in between them and Winterfell yeah. somehow. So I don't yeah. know how they they must have taken a different route, but like fuck, that's that's really not a good <laughs> love, sign. That that's a great way to. I love the scenes <laughs> where like the, they go through the wall and like the, everyone's sort of trudging along it, you know, uh, two miles an hour, and the dragon just sort of soars overhead, and, and it's like you're going to be there in like a couple minutes. You're going to be to Winterfell in a couple minutes. Like what do you? <laughs> you could start the attack now. You can, like see it if you yeah. wanted to just fucking just burn it totally to the ground so what do you do when you're in that situation where you have all these foot people on foot like do you just fly a few feet and then land and stop for a while or do you just do circle like what do you fucking do when you're waiting for your 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 (laughs) army of the dead to trudge along at uh 
Night King's just doing like tricks because he's fucking bored. He's like stalling yeah. out and then like pulling up at the last so my minute. My question like, is: Is that blue shit that the 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 White Walker <clears throat> Dragon breeze is it actually fire or is it something else? Because if it was just fire, well, it would take a lot longer to take down that ice wall, right? If it was just like thermal dynamics and physics and that was it. But we know that the 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 wall was more than just ice; it was magic too. Right. And and that blue fire didn't look like it. it looked like plasma. You know, it looked like a well, and also blue flame it, theoretically is even was way hotter than just like the, you know, in, in terms of the color. But they're ice zombies. Like it's got to be cold fire. I know, it's going to be like cold fusion plasma. <laughs> but, then, but then if he was if he was if he was blasting it with ice, that wouldn't fucking, you know, it's like. It's it's just it, I think that's a little bit of a kind of like don't worry about it. It's just well, fucking ice shit and sure, you know, it's, sure. But you know we know that we which know isn't that fire can't but, burn you know. dragons, and that you know refers to Targaryens. But we we we've got to also think that it fight literal fire can't burn the actual dragons like they're immune to it. So mm-hmm. is is that blue fucking ice cutting fire? Can that stuff hurt? Are are good guy dragons? That's what I wonder. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We're about to find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for us this week. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, you can listen to our uh, political podcast. We uh, host every week. Uh, usually goes up on Thursday night or Friday night. Uh, it's called Move Left Idiots. Uh, you can find it. Uh, same place you're finding this podcast at uh you can go to soundcloud.com slash move left you could find us in uh apple podcasts and we uh always appreciate uh you know rate review and subscribe uh over on apple podcasts if you want to follow us on facebook you can go to facebook.com slash move left idiots if you want to support the show uh you can do it a couple ways you can uh, become a patron, uh, and that helps us kind of uh, maintain the show, uh, helps pay for hosting costs that you can go to patreon.com uh, slash move left. Uh, we also have uh, merch available if you want to pick that up. That's tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh, made sure the link is right this time. Well done. Uh, and yeah. No, I know. Uh, I'm, I, I actually wrote it down so I don't fuck it up because I <laughs> gave the wrong one out. You so had one times. job, God Sam. One job. I know. Send the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, I am currently you are also on Twitter at smut collector. Uh, that's spelled with an E-R, not an O-R. Not because I'm fancy, because I'm bad at spelling. Was OR taken? Or, or That's just, just the correct spelling of the spelling. word. <laughs> so I don't remember what I how I did it. I just wrote it. Uh, so well, OR is the correct spelling, but yours is ER. Like I, I noticed that immediately. I was like, oh, I wonder. I, I guess smut collector with an O was no, taken. I'm just I just spelled the word <laughs> wrong because I, I I mix up okay. ER and OR words all the time. So yeah, you could change it. You don't have a blue check. I you know, like lose your but blue I check just, you there's so many weird things that Twitter will fucking automatically ban you for. Yeah, especially if it's a newer account that if you change your handle uh, within I don't know so many days of first creating it, they'll instantly block you for 12 hours. It's just like what the fuck? What, why is this website like this? I don't get it. Why do we subject ourselves to it? Is the other <laughs> it's because we're, it's where everybody is. Remember that weekend we all spit on Mastodon, and then it was just like, well, that's over. 
I, I've gone back there and like, it, know, it, it literally is only like, there's, it, there's only a very certain type of people that are hanging out on Mastodon and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's great that that place is, you know, everyone has their own little niche and what have you, but yeah, yeah. it just doesn't, it didn't, it never flourished. You know, I think, uh, the highest level celebrity was uh, Will Wheaton got on there and then left it because he got mocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Um, yeah, uh, it's a shame, but you know, Hey, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter's awesome. They just, you know, let, let, let our fucking president, uh, try to incite a bunch of people to murder a Congresswoman that he doesn't yeah. like. So, you know, great fucking website that, that which is that's not harassment, Twitter. but if you make a joke about cancer, then that is uh, considered, uh, ban worthy on twitter yeah that's what you lost your account for um so, yeah, that's, i don't know uh, maybe maybe not i'm i'm not gonna, not maybe, gonna provide yeah, too many details knows. on any one single cast i mean th- they'd have to go back like two casts to find your old handle i don't think it'd be two <laughs> yeah, well, well um see. but but yeah so in any event uh come check us out on our main show every friday we will be back next week uh to review uh next week's episode Yeah.